It's not always the big things that change the world. It's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place. So every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way. Welcome to Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Doing Good. I am your host, Carmen Herbert, and I am so excited to have a very special guest on our podcast today. She is a friend of mine. I've met her a few times, but really have just become friends on social media following her and her incredibly positive, awesome posts. Um, Her name is Chrissia Hall. Chrissia is a graduate of Dixie State University, where she received her bachelor's degree in human communication and is currently finishing her master's degree, amazing, in management and leadership development. And Chrissia, by the way, you have a little baby. So how in the world are you finding time to do that? Yes, I do. It is quite a balancing act. <laughs> you know, nap time is essential at my house. Um, yes. That's what most of my studying done. And we stick to a very strict bedtime routine so that then I can get the work that I need to done and focus on being a mom when he's awake. Oh my goodness. Like total superwoman. Okay. So while you were at Dixie, you were the public events chair for DSUSA, a DSU ambassador, president of the Dixie State DECA team, a DSU student government leader, the state of Utah collegiate entrepreneurship champion, and a seven-year volunteer for the Utah Foster Care Foundation, which I think is amazing, and the community promoter for Intermountain Healthcare Live Well, the Live Well program. So in 2015, that was maybe one of your biggest years. That's when you were crowned Miss Utah. And there is when you received the opportunity to represent our amazing state of Utah um, at the Miss America pageant in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I'm really excited to talk to you more about that. So during those two weeks when you were competing for Miss America, um, you garnered a great deal of media attention where you were interviewed by today.com. You won a communication award. You're featured in the newspaper, The Daily Mail, as a standout contestant and recognized in lifestyle and fitness swimsuit, all while securing $20,000 in scholarship, which is so awesome. So during your time as Miss Utah, you traveled the whole state of Utah. You visited every county. My husband can sing the counties for you. I don't know all of them. He knows every county. And, and you spoke to on hundreds of stages to thousands of people. And since then, have has obviously maintained a very busy schedule, motivational and public speaking, and of course, being that mama to that cute little baby. You've studied piano for 17 years and have been performing with your family since age two. You've worked in the modeling industry since age 14 and um, regularly conduct talent, modeling, and interview workshop, workshops for women across the state. So currently, right now, um, Chrissia is the HR manager of a multi-state um, for a multi-state organization. But your greatest job, as you state here in your bio, is just being a mama to your little boy. You like to spend your free time traveling the state, giving presentations and seminars for women and girls to help them learn to enhance their talents and recognize their potential. So, Chrissia, wow, what a bio! I am so excited to have you on the podcast today and yes, for talking to so me. Much. This will be so fun. It will be. I'm really excited and looking forward. And I just appreciate you asking me to come on and to just, you know, converse with you and and hopefully share a positive message. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Well, so that is the reason why I asked you to come on today is because exactly is because of that. I read a recent post that you did on Facebook 
about having a positive body image. And mm -hmm. that is something that so many of us women, I, I feel like maybe a little bit more than men, men probably do, but maybe aren't as vocal about it. Or they, you know, they're like, nah, I don't really like my gut. That's okay, I'll eat a hamburger anyway. <laughs> and we're more like, I won't eat the rest of the day. And so you shared an experience that you had with someone that was close to you on Facebook. She made a comment about your body and how you were able to turn that comment into such a positive thing. And that's, and I'm like, okay, after reading that, I'm like, I have to have you on the podcast. So would you mind telling us a little bit about that experience, what she said and how you were able to turn it around into something positive? Yes, absolutely. So it happened just a couple of weeks ago to someone that is very, very close to me. And she and I have been friends for quite a while. And we've kind of seen each other through the ups and downs. You know, she's seen me at my best and my worst. And we were talking, we were having a conversation just about health and lifestyle and just the busyness of our lives, basically. And what happened was she made the comment, you know, well, Chrissia, you look good, but... I think you would look even better if you lost like 10 or 15 pounds and just got a little bit skinnier. And I didn't quite know how to respond. No, <laughs> look at, no. You know, someone who's and say, excuse me. And, you know, and so she and I just kind of finished our conversation and it provided a really good opportunity for me to really just have a self-reflective moment and take a step back and say, Am I okay with where my body is? And do I have confidence enough in myself and in my body and in what I am doing with my life to where I don't have to let this particular comment affect me and make it so that I begin restricting myself in the kitchen or, you know, obsessing over the gym and exercising or things like that. And I think that, you know, often it happens to, <laughs> it happens to women, you know, where people close to us will just kind of make a comment or even more so I feel women are apt to uh, let's just compare ourselves to other people, yes. you know, social media or people we know or see in our life. And so I began to kind of take a look at that in my own life and say, you know, I know that I compare myself and I know that oftentimes it's hard to stand above that and to just focus on my life and make sure that I'm making choices that allow me to be the healthiest and the happiest that I can be, um, even if that means I'm not the skinniest I've ever been. And so it just really allowed me to like I mentioned, you know, just take a step back and say, okay, am I okay with this? And after doing so and realizing that I really am okay with where my body is now, I am bigger than I have been before. I do carry more weight than I did when I was a teenager, but I also <laughs> earned that, you know, because I am a mom. I have had a baby. I take care of my husband and my baby and my home. You know, I'm busy taking care of friends and neighbors and trying to really contribute to society and, and do things that, you know, take me away sometimes from counting calories or making sure that I hit that 60 minute mark at the gym. Right. And when I, when I kind of analyzed that and said, you know, I'm actually very happy with my body because it tells my story. I felt that it was appropriate to share that on my social media pages simply because I feel it is something that people could relate to. You know, there are some of us who, who see that or feel that and, you know, a, a slight comment or a look kind of can send us spiraling downward. And I wanted to sure. share my experience and just say, you know, this happens to everybody, but you have a choice on how to handle it. You can either allow it to affect you negatively or you can spin it and say, you know what, it doesn't matter what they think, I'm doing what I love. And that was kind of the message that I was hoping to share.
So I have to share what you said because you said it so beautifully and it was full of love, but also, hey, this is the way it is in your in your post. And so I wanted to share what you said. It's on this is on your Facebook page, Chrystia Hall. And, and you said, just trying to love myself in a world that tells me not to. I had someone recently tell me that I would look better if I lost some weight. She's right. I would. But along with my roles and cellulite comes the story of my life. Roles that showed where I carried and birthed my beautiful baby. Cellulite that allows me to be healthy and active. My body, this is the my most favorite line. My body is my instrument, not my ornament. It gives me the freedom to love and be loved by the most perfect man and little boy. It gives me adventure in life. It's hard sometimes not to compare myself and judge my real with someone else's posted. I'm imperfect and can't help, but that's how God wants me to be. If you're struggling to feel love, DM me and I'll celebrate your good. There's too much negativity in comparison out there for us not to stand together. How amazing is that? That you're like, hey, if you're struggling with this, send me a message and I will tell you how beautiful you are. I will be that voice to say, you're amazing just the way you are. I love everything you said. Your cellulite allows you to be healthy and active. And I was listening to another podcast the other day. Um, it was a, it was a fit lifestyle podcast and, and it was a guy and, and his name's Brad Jensen and he's awesome. It's called key nutrition. And he was talking about how women, we have to have more fat on our body. It's, it's to sustain life for our children. It's, it's like a biological way to, we produce milk to grow babies. Our body's like, we have to have fat to, to make the world go round. It's like a necessary thing. He's like, you guys shouldn't be so ashamed by that. Women beat themselves up over that. Oh, my cellulite and oh, this. He's like, this is a biological thing that your body does to make the world go round. It's not a bad thing. Stop beating yourself up about it. And I love that you shared that. Um, so tell me where you came up with the line or you have you heard that before? My body is my instrument, not my ornament. I just think that's so perfect. It's not for people to look at. And you would know better than anyone because you have had, you've been in the spotlight where you, everyone has looked at your body as ornamental being Miss Utah. I'm sure it's like, I'm in the swimsuit competition and in the formal wear competition. And some people would look at that as, Oh, she's, you know, a pretty face with a great body. And you're like, no, that is not what it's for. That's not who I am. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just touching on that, your comment of the other podcast, I feel like women oftentimes look at cellulite as a mark of um, bad choices. Yes. And that's not it at all. Cellulite allows us to thrive as women. And I wish that more people would, you know, be okay with their, you know, their cellulite and their roles and those things, because it, it like you mentioned, it gives us life. And not only that, it gives life. You know, women yes. have this incredible capability of birthing a child, not only, but then sustaining those children, you know, throughout our life. And it is tough work. It is not easy <laughs> to be a mother. And, you know, and so, so true. It's yeah, and taking care of yourself and just allowing that grace for yourself is so necessary. Um, so I love that you listened to that podcast and and brought it in here. And then secondly, as far as the the phrase, my body is my instrument, not my ornament, I have heard that before. It's actually from a page on Instagram that I follow, and they are called Beauty Redefined. And it's these two sisters who just basically share body positivity, but it's all science-based. They both have their doctorate degrees in human mm. psychology. And so they study the 
basically the negative effects that it has on women when we compare our bodies and when we self-loathe and things like that. And oh, so wow. I just love it. Yes. And so they had mentioned that before in one of their um, Instagram lives. And I was just like, that's incredible because it's true. My body is my instrument. God gave it to me to do good. And it's not just here to be looked at, especially now, because I mean, I'm a busy mother and I'm a busy wife and, you know, I'm a career woman and I'm all of these different things. And so my body is is my instrument that's allowing me to live life fully. Um, and so I really feel that. Um, and when they stated that in their Instagram post, it just really resonated with me. So have you always had that mindset or has that changed? So you were Miss Utah in 2015. And like I said, there's it's absolutely, you look a certain way and, and you're doing the swimsuit modeling, which I, I would be so terrified by <laughs> putting on a swimsuit on stage on national television. No, thank you. I had the chance to do that once on Fear Factor, but I chose to do like biker boy shorts and like a, a wetsuit, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, no, I'm not wearing that. So tell me, have you always had a really positive self body image or is this something that you've kind of grown into and has it changed since you've become a mom? You know, it's a little bit of both. So as I was, when I was a child and a teenager, I was um, really into sports and I was a swimmer and I also ran track. And so my body image is not something I never really thought of just because I was so focused on performance. And so I was fueling my body and I was just eating a lot because I was burning a lot. And I don't think I ever once weighed myself until I was out of high school. It just wasn't something that I ever thought of. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, I just had never really thought about comparing my body to somebody else's. And I think a part of that too is just my mother is very athletic and that was her mindset growing up. And then yeah. I had my brothers. And so it just wasn't something that was talked about in my house or ever really addressed. You know, we were just always talking about the next swim meet or the next track meet or something like that. And awesome. so it wasn't until I graduated high school and I actually had won my first pageant and was headed to Miss Utah. And what was really interesting was I went to one of the orientations there and they said, you know, in order to prepare for swimsuit, you want to make sure to look and feel your best. So you'll want to start dieting. You'll want to start doing these things. And I thought to myself, people diet? Like, I didn't really <laughs> I didn't really know that that was something that people might No age. way. <laughs> I had no idea. And so for the first, so I went back home and for the first time I jumped on a scale and I thought to myself like, wow, I weigh way more than I thought I did or want to. And so that was kind of my first <laughs> introduction into like body awareness, I, I guess you could say. And so I worked really hard. Um, as I was preparing for Miss Utah that first year, I was barely 18, so I was just a baby. And I just remember kind of, I wasn't obsessed with it by any means, but I just was, you know, I kind of played into that like, oh, I need to lose weight, I need to lose inches, I want to be a size, whatever. You know what I mean? And so I just really yeah. focused on that. But I wanted to also maintain my health and make sure that I did all of that in a healthy way. And so that actually propelled me forward in the fitness industry. And so I started getting really into personal training and fitness and, you know, understanding nutrition and things like that, which have kind of helped to shape my life now. And so that was kind of my first introduction into it. But I still, at Miss Utah, I never remember looking at someone else and being like, oh, I wish I looked like you. I just was happy and confident in who I was. Yeah. And so the second year that I went to Miss Utah, I was a little bit older and kind of more aware. And again, I just, you know, wanted to maintain the idea of being healthy, though I did lose a lot of weight that year. And so that was probably the most unhealthy that I had been just because I was so focused on solely winning the title. Mm -hmm. And then 
two years later is when I went back for my final year at Miss Utah. And that year, my platform was actually the Live Well platform in conjunction with Intermountain Healthcare. And so I wanted to live my platform. And so I did not focus at all on losing weight, but rather making sure that my diet was on point and that I was moving my body at least 30 minutes a day, just because that was my message that I was trying to share to everyone else. Okay. Anyway, so it was really positive. So I weighed more at Miss Utah that year than I had ever weighed at a pageant before. And I actually won swimsuit that year, which is Oh kind of, my goodness. Yeah, I feel like it was because they could tell that I just was so, ha- so healthy and so happy in who I was and that I took really good care of my body. And so that was the mentality that I wanted to have when I went back to Miss America is that I'm not trying to lose weight or be the skinniest or the prettiest to be here. I just want to be the most authentic to who I am and live the healthiest life that I can without being almost obsessive about it. And so right. I was that, you know, I was not the skinniest. I was not the most toned and I certainly was not the prettiest, but I felt the best I would say. And I was the healthiest and, you know, I dare say the most confident in myself, though I don't know that. <laughs> and so, you know, it was just such a positive experience for me. Now, the hardest time I would say that I've had with my body is actually post-pregnancy because my body has gone through so many changes and you know I love being pregnant and I allowed the changes to happen I didn't restrict anything and I tried not to you know indulge in my cravings too often and and I still worked out every day and you know in fact I went to the gym at 4 a.m on the day that I gave birth to my son stop it stop it right now I did yeah and I was in active labor and I had no idea Oh my gosh, Chrissy. I know. <laughs> so my pregnancy was really great. It was very healthy and I was very lucky. Um, and my birth was easy. And, and, but then post, post baby, you know, my, my stomach went down right away, which was great. But then they don't tell you about the things that come later, about how you don't lose your pregnancy weight the next day and about how your body continues to go through changes as you're learning how to breastfeed. And then you're learning how to manage, you know, postpartum depression if you feel that and how to manage the no sleep and, you know, things like that. And so I was quite discouraged that my body was not returning to how it had been in college. And it was something that, you know, was really hard for me. And so, and I struggled with it for quite a while. Um, But then, you know what, actually my husband, he's such a great supporter. And after I had my son, I kind of got into this routine where I was not, I was really restricting what I was eating and I was exercising a little bit too much. And so I was gaining I was, excuse me, I was losing weight a little bit too rapidly and I got down pretty, pretty low. I was the same weight or less than I was when I was like 15. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, and I don't, and I, you know, I don't think that I necessarily had any type of disorder. I just, I wasn't taking care of my body properly. And my husband just looked at me and said, you know what? He said, I think you're beautiful no matter what. He said, so know that. He said, I just want to remind you that there's not a trophy there's no trophy for being the skinniest. There's no trophy for bouncing back the fastest. You know, he said, just take care of yourself so that you have the energy to do what you like to do. And so that oh. was really helpful. I know he's such a sweetheart. And so that was really helpful and kind of reining me back in because I think that, you know, maybe I am the only one, but I feel like oftentimes as women, we just, you know, we'll, we'll feel good and we'll feel confident and we love our bodies. And then you know, we, we see something or we hear something or someone makes a comment like they did to me a couple of weeks ago. And it just kind of sets us off course a little bit to where, you know, when we look in the mirror, all we can see is that one trouble spot or we see what we don't have, you know, and we kind of get sidetracked and, and focused on that. And it takes people like our husbands or our friends or whoever we trust that can be real with us and, and out of love and just say, hey, I love you so much, but bring it back. You know, come back. Yes. 
just don't worry about it. And, you know, I can tell you're not as happy as you were when you weren't worrying about this. So I was lucky to have him. And now it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, there's something that I would love to change about my body like everybody would. But there's also so many things about my body that I love that I choose to focus on instead. And that positive attitude is, like you said, goes so much further when you're confident with yourself. And it's it's an overall look. Like you said, when people come up to you, you said, if people say you look good, it's an overall look. It's it's a light in your eyes. It's a healthy glow. It's it's not, you said, people don't ever say you weigh good. You look like you weigh good. They don't ever say that because it's it's not necessarily no, just no. about your weight. Right. Absolutely. No, it's not about your weight at all. And that's what's funny. And I think that that is what is one thing that the media has done such a great job of distorting our idea about is that yes. they, they make you think that if you weigh a certain amount, then your clothes will fit you. Then you'll be accepted. Then you'll get that invitation to the party or have the friends or start a mom blog or whatever it is that you want to do. When right. it, you know, you could look better at a higher weight, you know, because then you'll have muscle tone and your clothes will fit you differently. And I mean, there's so many factors that play into it. And like you mentioned, and we had talked about this previously, you know, people say, oh, you look good. And that's an overall look. That means you're taking care of your skin. You're taking care of your hair, your body, your self-care. You're getting enough sleep, making sure that you have the proper vitamins and minerals and you're balancing your diet, but indulging in treats that you love. You know, you're exercising your body in the way that feels right for you. You're taking time with family, with friends, you know, with God or whatever else you believe in, you know, and all of that plays into your overall look. And I think that when we get so focused on just the physical aspect, we almost stop getting those compliments of you look good because we're so focused on the one aspect that we're neglecting right. the rest of what makes us who we are. Yes. And I, I read um, another post on my friend Chelsea Rasmussen's Instagram. And she said, we are human beings, not human doings. And she said, we, the way we are, it's, it, we are, it's, it's spiritual, mental, emotional, who makes us, what makes up our being. It's so much more than our body. Our body is an, is an instrument, like you said, that we can use for good or evil in this life. And it's not who we are. We are not our cellulite. We are not our lipstick color. We aren't our hair length. We aren't our weight. We are so much more. And we can help our bodies be the best they can be, but they don't define us. And that is something that I know that I have struggled with. And, and since I've had kids and I've had four boys. And so my body has changed so much. The first one, I kind of snapped back really fast like you did. And, and maybe, you know, a, a, it obviously had changed in nursing and cellulite and all that stuff, but not until my fourth that it was kind of like, okay, I give up. If you're going to keep doing this, like I'm just going to stay stretched out and big <laughs> because I'm sick of snapping back into shape. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm like, wait, no, but that was my last one. Go back. Do what you did before. It's a lot for our bodies. I mean, it's a lot immensely you know, during pregnancy and then after. Yes. It, there's so many changes happen within our bodies. And I was, I have a very sweet, amazing, supportive husband like you. And, and we were laying in bed one night and he was rubbing my back and then he, he started rubbing my stomach and I was like, don't touch my stomach. Like that's my one place. And he looked at me and, and he's like, and, and, and he put his hands on my stomach and I'm like, no, don't, don't even touch it. And he's like, Carmen, and he said, this stomach gave me children. 
this stomach held my sons and bore them. He said, how can I not love this stomach? And it made me cry and it makes me emotional thinking about it now because I think of it as, oh, look how it looks now. It's so big. It's so stretched out. My, I have two hernias and my belly button and, and above and and there's stretch marks. It looks like a spider web all over it. And oh, don't look at it. I have to tuck it into my jeans or it pops out like a sausage out of its casing. Like, don't look. And he's like, I do not see it that way at all. He's like, I, I see it as look what you sacrificed for our babies and for, and for me. And he's like, I, how can I not love it? And how could I not love you for doing that? And I think that if we can somehow, it it was the sweetest. And if we can somehow think of ways to, to turn the negativity in our minds or when people make comments, like, like what happened to you to say, Oh, but, but how do I feel about my body? And even more importantly, how does God feel about my body? He gave me this body how does he feel about me? And I know that the only thing that he would ever tell us is just love, love, love. You're amazing. Your worth doesn't change. No, it doesn't matter if you're five pounds up, five pounds down. I love what your husband said about you're not earning a trophy. And I bet my husband knew exactly what to say to me. And your husband knew exactly what to say to you because your mentality, you, you know, you had been Miss Utah. You literally earned trophies. You were winning a competition. You were earning accolades. And he's like, hey, babe, you don't need to worry about that anymore. It doesn't matter. Right. And that for you was like, oh, and helped you kind of wait a minute. Let me fix my mindset and snap out of this. And that's exactly right. Is it brought it back into perspective. And, you know, I say that hesitantly because I don't want it to sound like it never gets me down. You know what I mean? Because I feel like. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I love the place that I'm at and, you know, and this is what I say to my husband too. I'm like, you know, if I didn't have anything to work on, what would be the point? Right. Because then right. Process. progression is important. Of course. Yes. I want to work towards something and there's goals. But what I found for me that has helped is to have goals that aren't related to weight or how I look. So for example, if I, you know, I'm really into going to the gym and I would say, you know, I want to be able to do 10 pull-ups unassisted. Or if I'm into yoga, then I would say, I want to do this pose by this date. Or, you know, and you can just kind of put it in your lifestyle. Like if you like to go on walks with your friends, say every day I'm going to walk a quarter mile more until I'm up to this point. And you challenge your body with the capabilities less than just the physical features. And I, I think love that that's so helpful because then it's like you have something to celebrate, you know, and you're working hard and you're pushing your body and you're using the instrument that God gave you, like we have talked about. And yes. so that's something I think that is so important. And another thing too, that... I had the thought that I had while you were talking was just that oftentimes, you know, you see these body positivity posts and they're like, I have stretch marks and I have this and, you know, they show this or whatever, which are great, but I don't have stretch marks for my pregnancy. And so sometimes I feel like my pregnancy was less valid because I don't have that mark from my baby. And, you know, and it's just so important Mm. to remember that everybody's journey is different. And that's the point. And so if you have right. stretch marks, you read that blog post and you can relate, that is great. But if you don't, it's okay to say, you know what, I don't have that, but I have this that shows where I've been, or I'm working on this, you know, and really focusing on your own journey rather than comparing to what other people have said or done. And so I think that positivity kind of goes both ways. You know, it's like the, the people that we want to look like that you see in the magazines or the Instagram models that we want to be like. Or we see these fitness pages or these, you know, self-love pages that 
you know, also kind of say the message, but in a different way, you know, maybe glorifying like, well, I had an eating disorder and now I'm here, or I got these stretch marks or what, you know, what have you. And to say, you know, if you're right in the middle, that's okay. You don't have to have a story to have value. And that's yeah. something I think is so important to remember. I think that's an important point to make is not to compare ourselves to anyone else. And this is a lifelong battle. I think it will forever be a lifelong battle comparing ourselves to other people. And it doesn't, it doesn't help us. It doesn't benefit us in any way, because like you said, everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own unique bodies and, and gifts and talents that they were given mentally. Some of us think of our, our bodies in a different way. Some people can be you know, have a tendency to focus on all the flaws or focus on why well, I have to look this way or, or a way a certain way. We're all different, but we're all, we are all the way we should be. It's, we shouldn't be like each other. How boring would that be if everyone looked the exact same and acted the exact same and said the same things and thought the same things? Life would be so boring and dull and that's not how it's supposed to be. So I'm glad you brought up, brought up that point of not comparing yourselves to others. My sister, when we were talking about this the other day, body positivity, and she said, think about the women in your life that you look up to the most. She said, honestly, like the women that you're like, I want to be just like them. How many of them have a perfect body? It was zero. And, and not that they weren't the most, like you said, they look amazing. They're beautiful. They're, they, they are athletic. They're, they take care of themselves, but but they don't have the best bodies or look a certain way. And, and yet those are the women I want to be like the most. And she's like, then why are you focusing on the other women and the other, why are you focusing so much on the physical? If that's not even who you want to be, that's not even what you want to look like. And it's because sometimes I think we think, Oh, that's what we have to do. We have to look a certain way to be accepted and to feel loved and to feel like we're enough. And it's just not true. It's that's so correct. That is so correct. And I think too, one of the, the trending things, if you will, is to have that, you know, negative self image or to wanting to look like this, you know, and I just feel like it's something that is so, I don't know if I want to say popular, you know, but it's just flooded everywhere. Maybe right? common. Yeah, it's like, if you don't have an issue with your body, then something's weird. Or if you don't have like this insane positive self image, then something's bad. You know, it's right. like, yes. you know, and it's like, it's okay to constantly be on that journey. I don't think anybody has ever loved themselves 100% fully all of the time. That is no. just unrealistic, you know? And I think to give yourself that grace and say, you know, I do love my body, but you know, some days it's more than others and that's okay. And I love that this is the message that you share with women and girls about that being positive with your whole self and taking care of your whole self. What is, what's one of your favorite experiences that you've had with sharing this message to other people? Oh, I mean, I could fill a journal. There have been so many cool experiences. And I think overall, the one that happens to me the most often that I would say is the most impactful um, is often people, so I'm, I'm quite tall, <laughs> I'm 5'10". And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear heels when I do presenting, I'm 6'2 or 6'3". So I love I'm, it very tall. And usually that's one of the first comments that I get is someone comes to me and say, you know, it would be easy to love myself if I looked like you. That's usually what they say to me. Or they'll say, well, if I was tall and skinny like you, then I could like dot, dot, dot. And mm. you know, it's so fun for me to say, you know what, I appreciate 
that you admire that about me. Here's what I like about you, you know, and I'll share with them. And then I say, did you know that this is what I don't have that you do? You know, and you just kind of point out that we can't all have the same things. There are things about my body that I would change. Like my hair, for example, it is thin and stringy and (laughs) so fine. (laughs) There, I mean, oh, I could use a lot of help. So if there are any (laughs) studies, please (laughs) message me. Um, That is one thing about me that I, I was not given was thick, beautiful hair. And that's just something that I will never have. And I have to learn to be okay with that because I have other things, you know, where right. I have beautiful, beautiful hair, but maybe they're not as tall as me. And right. so that universally, that's my favorite message is that, you know what? We all have something, but we yes. have everything. And, you know, if, when you get women to kind of realize that, and we do a workshop oftentimes with them. And what happens is I put up a drawing um, on the presentation board. And then I give them a piece of, um, like a piece of paper and a colored pencil. And I say, okay, just call, go ahead and hurry and sketch this really fast, you know? And so we sketch it and then everybody turns and shows their neighbor, you know, and it's the same picture that they all drew, but it all turns out differently. Right. You know? And I say, how unique is your picture? Even though we're looking at the same thing, everybody created something different and everybody's creation is beautiful. That is the exact same with our bodies. Everybody is different and everybody is beautiful. And it's our job to find what is beautiful about us, enhance that and use that to then bless other people and help them find what's beautiful about them. You know, because like we mentioned at the beginning, I mean, there is just too much negativity out there for us to stand alone. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yes. You know, and you know, even on days that you don't feel good about yourself, I feel like it's so helpful if you just look outside of yourself and, you know, pay someone a compliment, not just to do it, you know, it needs to be genuine, but pay someone a compliment or help someone see something that's good about them. And, you know, just spreading that joy and positivity and saying, Hey, you know what? You are pretty, like your smile is so contagious or you do this so well, you know, and helping somebody else to kind of feel that positivity. It's just contagious. It's so helpful to spread that joy. And after I posted that on Facebook, you would not believe the amount of messages that I got. It was ridiculous. I got so many messages. And some of them, I mean, they ranged. Some of them were like, you're just trying to get attention. Some of them were like, oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. (laughs) Some people. Um, you know, some were like, thank you for your message. I needed it. Others said it was helpful to see that everybody experiences this. But most of them were like, I've had a really hard day. You know, I just, it's hard for me to find something or remember something good about myself. And that was so fun for me to be able to give compliments to people I knew well and sometimes strangers, because let's be honest, not all of our Facebook friends are actually friends. Right. (laughs) So some of the people that messaged me, I'm like, I'm not even sure how I know you or if I know you, but here's what I see from your profile, you know, and here's what I I love that. And that was really cool. And honestly, I mean, that made such an impact on my life and my day. And it was just incredible the amount of people who were not shy in reaching out for the help. For sure. If we open that up and let people in our circles and just around us know that, hey, we're a safe step, like we're a safe space. You can come to us and you can tell us what you're struggling with and I'll I'll build you up. I won't compare you. I won't tear you down. I'll say, I'm sorry that you're struggling with that. I understand where you're coming from. But did you realize that you're doing this or you have this or this person is so blessed by you and then helping to turn that around? I mean, it's just amazing. I love that you do that because 
we it compliments for some reason can be really hard to give but they're needed the most and my mom always used to tell me if someone's bothering you or being mean or or you know like growing up if you don't like someone if they're not nice think of something positive about them and i hated doing that and, and because i'm like this girl was so mean to me and she's like think of something positive so i started to have it when i was younger and now i'll look at someone and be like wow she has the most beautiful eyes or oh my goodness her hair same thing is gorgeous or wow look at her legs are so athletic or, or maybe it has nothing to do with the way they look she is always the first to serve someone i've noticed that about her whenever we have a service project she always signs up first she always puts her name down and that is such a healthy habit that that you have established and are teaching these girls to look for the positive in others and compliment others and focus on that because really when we focus on the positive, we will see the positive and we will spread positivity and light. And you are doing that, Christian. I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for all of the good that you are doing to spread body positivity to teens and women everywhere. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's just such an important message. I totally agree. It cannot be talked about enough. And, you know, I would even say to anybody that's listening, if you need any help, message Carmen, message myself, find someone to talk to. You know, I mean, there are people around that will help you and support you and, and just show you how beautiful you are. And, you know, as a final thought, when you said that it's sometimes hard to give compliments, I think sometimes it's even harder to accept compliments. And so, you know, that's a challenge that I would leave for you and for anybody listening is that when someone gives you a comment, don't demean it, you know, don't brush it off as though it's nothing. Use yes. that to build your toolbox of what you love about yourself. I and love it. You said, if, you know, you look beautiful, your eyes are pretty, instead of being like, oh, you know, no, they're not. Or, you know, brushing it off, you just genuinely say, thank you. And thank you. you. It, yep, you say it with vigor and you add that to the resources that you draw on during the days where you don't feel great. You know, you I say, love it. I know this is about me because they said it and they wouldn't have if it wasn't true, you know, yes. and it's not, and it's not arrogance, you know, it's just confidence and it's, it's self-love and it's something that we can't get enough of. I totally agree. Let's do a better job of complimenting others and accepting compliments from other people. We can all make the world a better place. Thank you so much for listening to the Doing Good Podcast with Chrissy Hall. Check out her Facebook page or Instagram, and you can please DM her or me, and we will be the first to give you those compliments. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Good with Carmen Herbert, available exclusively inside Our Turtle House. At Our Turtle House, there's something for the whole family. From full-leg talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers, to fun family home evening lesson plans that follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. There's even short daily devotionals made specifically for your teens. Plus, you can get two months free when you sign up for an annual plan. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode of Doing Good next week.